On first down, the handoff to Marlon Mack. Huge hole, 50-yard line. He's at the 40, still going near sideline. He's at the 10. He's at the 5, and he will score. Touchdown, Marlon Mack. Touchdown, And he's streaking down the near sideline. He's at the 40. He's at the 30. He's at the 20. He's going to go. A pick six for the Maniac. Horseshoe is back, baby. The horseshoe is back. What's going on, Colts fans? Welcome back to another episode of the Bring the Juice podcast. I am your host, Cody Felger. Joining me, your other host, Derek Larger. Derek, how have you been, my friend? How are you doing? You know, tired as can be, but... uh... You know, excited to crank out some more Colts content and uh, uh, really happy to see ourselves on our way to 2000 subs. Yeah, absolutely. That's super exciting. Yeah. For those of you who are listening, um, we are, we're, we've talked about Derek and I were talking about a few days ago, you know, we're getting closer and closer. I believe we're about under 80 subscribers now till we reach 2000, which is an incredible milestone for us. And so, you know, we wanted to do something, uh, we, you know, from the money that we made through the monetization and stuff, we were going to originally, you know, invest in some stuff to go down to training camp this year. Well, obviously the Colts have said there's going to be no training camp for the fans. They're going to do it in their own facility. And so we're probably not going to be able to go down this year. So what we wanted to do was take a little bit of that, that money that we had, you know, potentially put away for that and do some giveaways just to say thank you to you guys for all your listenership and all your support of us. It's been an incredible ride these last few months, really since March and since everything happened in our country with the coronavirus, our our content has and our channel has really exploded. And it's all because of you guys, our listeners. And so we just wanted to say thank you to you and do a couple different giveaways, a couple Colts giveaways for you guys. Once you do reach that milestone, um, it's coming really quickly. It's super exciting, Derek. It, man, I know we've talked about off air, but it might be a little, little cool for our listeners to kind of hear. So Derek, I kind of, I'm curious, you know, from your perspective, you know, you've been with this podcast almost a year now to be, be a year here very soon. Um, tell, tell me about your perspective of the journey that we've kind of had, you know, came on, we weren't even close to a thousand subscribers. Now we're almost here to 2000. Um, what's your perspective been, man, of, of just joining this podcast and seeing all the support and love from our listeners? Yeah, you know, it was really cool when I first came on. You know, I knew that you had uh, a little bit of a following in the Colts community, and that's kind of what I wanted to get into. I kind of wanted to do a podcast, but didn't necessarily know how to get into it on my own right away. And, you know, having you with that experience, um, and just having someone to talk to certainly helped me uh, to get where I wanted to go. And obviously with the content uh, side of things, we're doing a much better job, I think, now of getting that content out more consistently and better content, if I say so myself. And, you know, that the, the months of March and April, I mean, that was, that was absolutely insane. Uh, what you and I were going through those two months. Uh, I think that we, we actually doubled our, I think we actually more than doubled our podcast, uh, subscriber count, uh, in those two months altogether. Uh, it was quite astonishing to think of when you think about it, but, uh, it was, it was really cool to see, you know, every video getting, uh, thousands and thousands of views. So we appreciate every single one of you guys that were watching those 
And, you know, mm-hmm. it's cool to be a, uh, a part of this. And, you know, I'm glad I got to uh, finally meet you, Cody, and, you know, yeah. get to grow this friendship that you and I have now. You know, it's kind of weird that Twitter sometimes does its thing in good ways rather than bad. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's been fun, man. It's been really fun. And, you know, we kind of were talking about it off air that we're kind of upset that, you know, training camp didn't necessarily fall into our laps this year. Uh, we're going to have issues with that, I think. But, you know, outside of that, man, I'm just really wanting this season to get started. I really want to get back to uh, talking more Colts football in that regard. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And I know it's been a few days since we posted a video. And so we wanted to jump back into Colts content. We want to start a new series, kind of looking at the different position groups. Now there might be a few positions that we feel like we can kind of combine. Uh, but for, for this video, we want to look specifically at the quarterback group. Now this is a group that has really experienced, you know, there's a lot of overhaul that's happened and additions that have happened this year um, to the Colts. But this position group in particular is one of the ones that had a lot of additions into it. And that's the quarterback room. And the biggest one, we'll start here with the biggest move that the Colts made in free agency to add into their quarterback room. Um, they add, they add a 38 year old quarterback, Phillip rivers, previously of the chargers, Um, He's a guy that, you know, last year statistically came off one of his worst years. Um, You know, he obviously the yards, the completion percentage, they were still there. He actually had um, one of his better years in terms of passing yards at 4,615 yards. And he still had a good completion percentage. But here's the thing that really, uh, really threw a lot of people off. He only had three more touchdowns and interceptions last year. He had 23 touchdowns against 20 interceptions. Obviously it wasn't good. The chargers went, you know, from having, you know, being one of the best teams in the AFC in 2018 at 12 and four to one of the bottom teams in the AFC at five and 11. And for obvious reasons, they were picking in the top 10 and they selected their quarterback of the future in Justin Herbert. Um, But, you know, Frank Reich was kind of talking a little bit about, Philip Rivers and just kind of about, you know, what they felt like Philip Rivers, the reasoning, I guess, behind about why they feel like there were so many interceptions that Philip Rivers threw in 2019. Um, Derek, what's your perspective here? Um, You know, hearing these different guys who have worked with Philip Rivers before and guys who now, you know, I've studied his tape a lot more than anybody else has. What's your take here on Philip Rivers and why the Colts believe that he could potentially turn it around and have a more of a 2018 Philip Rivers season than a 2019 season? Well, I think you have to, when you look back at Philip Rivers last season, you have to look at all the underlying factors, right? I think that there was, everyone kind of mentions how the offensive line, that that was the biggest issue, right? You're, they had the 28th ranked pass uh, offensive line in all of football. So when you have one of the worst offensive lines in football protecting you, you're going to have, you're a lot of times going to have bad years. And of course, you know, him being 37, it's not like, it's not like this is Andrew Luck or Andrew Luck at the age of 26, who's young, has a, has just an amazing arm and things of that nature. He's not, Philip Rivers is not going to be able to do that because of age and limitations and things of that nature. And I mean, that's ultimately the biggest reason. And, you know, the chargers had a lot of issues when it came to uh, running back Melvin Gordon holding out 
Uh, not sure what his status was towards the team in the end. So there wasn't much of a run game for the Chargers in the beginning. I know Eckler couldn't do that, but Eckler couldn't quite carry the load like others could. And, you know, it just it just felt like the atmosphere of the team wasn't in a good spot. You know, and when you're at when the atmosphere of the team and the direction of the team is uncertain, that can cause problems as well. And, you know, the Chargers were dealing with the fans and the stadium and all this other stuff. There's so many issues that came with the Chargers. But now you have a place in Indy where Frank Reich and Chris Ballard were willing to kind of overlook those things. A couple of those things, because you're in Indianapolis, a place that Philip Rivers so far in the week that he's been here says he really enjoys. Uh, actually, they said he just got a. Uh, acquainted with Jack Doyle and Paris Campbell actually had a couple throwing sessions with them uh, this last week. So that's if you're wanting to bet on stock on two, two wide receivers slash tight ends buy stock on, on Doyle and Paris Campbell, cause things are going to get lit with those guys. But again, you came to the Colts can offer, more to a quarterback of that caliber of that age of that kind of precedent than other teams can, they can provide a great offensive line, which they have. They have a great uh, running game, which they have. They have a young and continuously improving defense, which it is. And, And so what quarterback would not want to come here? And Frank Reich, obviously with his, uh, expertise and his, knowledge of working in as a QB in the NFL and his obviously his relationship with rivers back in San Diego. I mean, the stars completely aligned when it came to this situation. So it makes total sense that Philip rivers would be going to Indianapolis because, you know, you, you can say whatever you want about him over the last year, but also remember two years ago, what Philip rivers was. Two years ago, Philip Rivers was widely regarded as a top five quarterback that year. I mean, many people did have him as a top five quarterback. His numbers were up there. And, you know, it's just how the team performed around him. Obviously, he had his own issues, but with what the Colts are able to bring, it's much better of a situation than what he was when he was with the Chargers in 2018. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you mentioned all those different things, you know, the offensive line, the running game, you know, the Colts were top half of the league in running game, top 10 in running game, almost top five chargers were near the bottom of the league. You know, one of the worst offensive lines in terms of pass protection and the chargers were also playing, you know, a lot behind, behind a lot of times. And I think that can't be understated as well, Derek, because, you know, you saw that similar to Andrew Luck, you know, in the Ryan Grixon, Chuck Pagano days, the Colts had to have Andrew Luck sling it or the Colts were not going to be competitive in games. And I think that's kind of a similar situation last year to how it was with the Chargers. And, you know, you mentioned it, you know, Philip Rivers, 38, 37 year old, years old at that time. You know, he's not a 26 year old Andrew Luck who can throw off two defenders and find a wide open T.Y. Hilton. He's just not that type of player. I mean, you know, he's immobile. He's just that type of quarterback, especially up there at that age. Um, and, you know, it, when you're putting it on his shoulders, you know, I know he had some good pass catching targets, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, and, and the rest of them. But, 
you know, it, it does make a difference when, you know, it's all on you. It's kind of like, if I don't score here, you know, my team's going to, my team's going to lose. And so I think the Colts feel like, and, and they should, the Colts feel like they have a better support system around Phillip rivers in terms of the offensive line, the running game, even the defense, I think will be much improved. Uh, the Colts feel like now they, you know, with adding a guy like the force buck there, now they have one of the key clubs in their defense, one of the best players at that position. And so I think all those factors will really help Phillip Rivers, and he won't have to throw the ball 30, 40 times in a game, ideally. You know, the Colts can rely on the running game. Phillip Rivers can use that RPO game. He can do a lot of different things. He's a very smart quarterback. Um, but, you know, he, he, the Colts have said, and, and Frank Reich and Phillip Rivers even, you know, talked to the media and said, I don't feel like I have fallen off physically. And the Colts don't feel that either. And so, you know, it's just something of giving Phillip Rivers help, similar to what the Colts were unable to do with Andrew Luck, just giving your quarterback some help so he doesn't have to win you games per se. Now, he may have to win you games at certain points, you know, when it comes down to it, but every single week you're not behind, right? You have help for him. I think that'll be tremendous for Phillip Rivers and also the familiarity with Rick, uh, Frank Reich, Nick Sirianni and such. And so... Um, I certainly think, yeah, there's a lot of factors to why the Colts believe, and I believe that it'll be a, a much better situation for Phillip Rivers all the way around. Um, now we can move to the backup quarterback, Jacoby Brissett. Uh, last year, he played for the Colts. Um, he played in 15 games for the Colts. He posted a 7-8 and eight record, uh, almost 3,000 yards, uh, 61, almost 61 completion percentage, 18 touchdowns to six interceptions. So on paper, not a terrible season, um, but we saw a major drop, a very noticeable drop, Derek, from the beginning of the season. Now, Jacoby Brissett wasn't lighting the world on fire. Let's not pretend like he was a top 10 or top five quarterback. I mean, he was, he was solid and he kept the Colts in games and they were, you know, they were, had a winning record for a reason, but, you know, there was also a lot of those games were very close, if you remember. Um, but, you know, the second half of the season, it just seemed like after that injury happened in that Pittsburgh game, he just was never the same. And the Colts really, you know, they they went from a five and two record all the way to a to a seven and nine record. And so, um, you know, that's something that I think we got that that is noticeable. Um, and, you know, you can obviously point to the Colts having the 28th worst uh passing attack in terms of vertical threat. There's a lot of things that you can factor into it. Um, but at least for this season, Jacoby Brissett's going to be your backup quarterback. Derek, what are you thinking here for Jacoby Brissett? You know, kind of like, you know, short term with the Colts and then long term, should the Colts do anything with Jacoby Brissett? Um, what do you think he can kind of bring to this Colts offense? Maybe not on the field. If Phillip Rivers, he's been an Iron Man so far, but if Phillip Rivers, you know, plays all 16 games. What do you think Jacoby Brissett can offer, you know, to Phillip rivers and to some of these other quarterbacks we're going to talk about in that backup quarterback role. Yeah, this is an issue because you never know what Jacoby Brissett's going to want to try to do with his future after these few years. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how the situation of that plays out. Um, look, I mean, Frank Reich has already said that, Jacoby Brissett has taken the backup role uh, with an open heart, has, you know, accepted it and he has embraced it and he's going to be happy to be a part of this again. And he's just glad to be on the team and helping in any way he can. And that's the kind of teammate that you want. 
I mean, he really is the guy that he is that guy that you really want in the locker room because he just makes you feel like a brother at every moment in time. Philip Rivers is the guy that's going to keep things accountable. Uh, maybe he's he's a little bit more vocal than Jacoby Brissett, but Jacoby Brissett's the very quiet, uh, embraceful kind of guy. And, you know, I mean, I'm just going to say this for all the people out there. Let's stop saying that Jacoby Brissett's knee was the reason why he dropped. Okay. Jacoby Brissett is never, has never been known for his athleticism. Okay. He's never been known for that. He's never been a guy that has to go out there and make plays with his feet like a Kyler Murray or other guys like that, that make plays with their feet. He's never been that. So there's something that messed with him mentally after that injury. And after that, he just never felt confident. And I don't know if he'll ever get that back again. Who knows? Maybe Philip Rivers does him a favor. Maybe Philip Rivers actually does bring out the, the side of Jacoby Brissett that Jacoby Brissett doesn't know he has. Maybe. Maybe that's a thing. Who knows? Maybe next year or two years down the road when Philip Rivers is done, Jacoby Brissett actually finds that, that key. And maybe Jacoby Brissett is the is the future quarterback. Who knows? But um, Jacoby Brissett is a very quality backup because you know we know what he can do. He's very familiar with the system. He's a he's a average quarterback when you get him in there, as most backup QBs are. So it makes total sense that you got a Jacoby Brissett there at that second spot behind Philip Rivers. Hmm. Yeah, it's kind of crazy because you look at Philip Rivers, you look at Jacoby Brissett, it's kind of like fire and water type of thing, at least from what their play has been. You know, Jacoby Brissett's a guy who won't turn the ball over much, but he won't really take the deep shot. And we saw that multiple times. You know, he was missing guys that were open down the field. And he's just a guy, you know, he does it's not like he doesn't have an arm. He does. He has a pretty good arm. I just think sometimes he doesn't trust himself fully. Um, he doesn't want to take those risks. And on the other hand, Philip Rivers is a guy, he doesn't care about how many interceptions he throws. He just wants to win the game. And he's willing to, you know, I saw some throws watching some of Philip Rivers, uh, you know, some of his highlights from last year, like throws that Jacoby Brissett would not dare to take. But I think there could be potentially a good, you know, kind of balance for both of these guys to kind of figure that out. Um, more so Jacoby Brissett learning from Philip Rivers. Um, that, you know, taking risks isn't a bad thing. And and I think that that's something that but maybe maybe rubs off on Jacoby Brissett. Who knows? Um, but I think it'll also be kind of an interesting and, and really good situation for the next guy on our list, Jacob Eason, uh, the guy that the Colts drafted this year, the only quarterback that will be under contract after this year. And uh, he's a guy that was projected potentially, you know, in the second round for some people, the Colts got him as a steal in the fourth round, potentially the quarterback of the future for the Colts. But he's a guy that kind of has a little bit of Philip Rivers in him in the terms of, you know, he's not afraid to take risks. Uh, last year at Washington, he threw for 3,100 through touchdowns, eight interceptions, had a pretty good year. Um, but, you know, Frank Reich has been pretty adamant, you know, when they were drafted and, and Chris Ballard has been very candid, like, let's not crown this guy as the next savior of the Colts. Like he's still got a lot of work to do. Like I know that a lot of people projected him potentially earlier than when the Colts got him, but you know, there is a reason why he fell in the fourth round. And I think that, that, you know, he's got some work to do. And the fortunate thing is he can kind of see both sides 
of playing the quarterback position with Jacoby Brissett, a guy who takes care of the ball, and Phillip Rivers, a guy who's not afraid to be aggressive and push the ball down the field, which I think is more so Jacob Eason's style. But, you know, the good thing is, even if one of these quarterbacks is injured, gets nicked up for a game or two, won't see the field for significant snaps for the Colts in 2020. And I think that's something that's going to be good for his development. You know, you mentioned Phillip Rivers maybe plays two years, and maybe that's a time where Jacob Eason just soaks up everything he can learn from those two quarterbacks. Um, Derek, what are you thinking? How valuable do you think these two quarterbacks, kind of the yin and yang, if you will, how do you think that could potentially serve a guy like Jacob Eason really well? Well, Jacob Eason, obviously still a young quarterback that needs a lot more experience and to soak up knowledge from guys like Phillip Rivers, Jacoby Brissett and Frank Reich. I mean, that's very pivotal for him. Um, We've said it. He's not just young in age. He's young in playing time. I mean, this guy's literally only played two full seasons worth of games at in college. So he's not very experienced. So, you know, it's one of those things that it's good for him to learn behind espionages, like a, like a Philip rivers. And, you know, with the help of being behind a good, a wholesome culture that we have and the offensive line that we have and the, just the system and the way we want to do things, it just feels like a perfect fit for a guy like Jacob Eason um, it's funny cause people keep talking about his potential. Do, does he actually want to play? Just stop with that nonsense. Stop with the nonsense. He would not have gone through this if he didn't think he could. And not to mention anyone that you ever talked to that has ever played with him, coached him, whatever says he may be quiet at times, but he sure as hell will play every single down to the best of his ability in order to be able to win the game. So stop with the nonsense that he doesn't want to win. Yeah. Yeah. Jacob Beeson, a guy that's already, you know, started to do stuff with different players. You know, he's, he's one of those guys who's taken the lead. And I think that's certainly a good sign for the young signal signal caller. And I think that's something that definitely, you know, he's on the right track. And I know you, you said there's been people who have kind of questioned his desire to play the game. Um, I think he's certainly off to a good start. He even said he wants to prove that he's passionate about this game and certainly has done that so far, made a good impression early on. Um, but yeah, I think he's a guy that he's got all the physical tools. Um, he, he's not afraid to, to push the ball down the field and he's not going to be thrown into the fire, which I think is a good option for the Colts especially a guy like you mentioned. He hasn't played a lot of snaps, honestly. I mean, he's only played in 19 games total in his college career, and so he's still very young as a quarterback, and I think it's good for his development to continue to do that. Um, You know, Even if he was a starter, I think he would have a lot of help around him, but now that he's able to kind of sit back and watch, you know, two different guys who have played at the NFL level, you know, Jacoby Brissett's actually played in a Super Bowl, which I think is so he knows that kind of that championship mindset. Philip Rivers is a guy who's you know probably going to be a future Hall of Famer. So he's able to watch two guys who have kind of reached the pinnacle, if you will, of the game. You know, two guys in their own rights. You know, Jacoby Brissett as a backup, Philip Rivers as a starter, 
who have both, you know, been to big stages before. And I think that'll help. I know there's been some potential concerns also about, you know, the fourth quarter and stuff like that with Jacob Beeson as well. Um, so I think all in all, and especially, you know, I've even thrown in, you know, just the coaching staff and how great they are with quarterbacks, you know, Frank Reich being a former quarterback, so he kind of gets it. And I think it's just a perfect situation, like you said, for a guy like Jacob Eason. And, you know, but Chris Ballard was talking about it. He said, this is, this is the last guy we're going to talk about looking at the quarterback position. He said, Jacob Eason's going to have to battle Chad Kelly, a guy last year who played with in the preseason with the Colts. He actually kind of played really well, um, all things considered, for the Colts in 2019. He was a, a former seventh-round pick in 2017, formerly with the Denver Broncos. Um, he's a guy that a lot of people, for some reason, have hyped up. <laughs> I don't really know where all the hype's coming from because he was playing against like second, third stringers. But a lot of people have that hyped doesn't him matter, up. Cody. You have to understand. People <laughs> say that doesn't matter. He was bawling okay. against those those great preseasoners. Okay, put him against put him uh, put him in uh, third or second on the depth chart. Okay, he easily did what Jacoby Brissett would have done. <laughs> oh man. It's just- Oh dear. Oh dear. Um, but Chad Kelly, the fourth quarterback right now, um, probably won't make this roster. Honestly, we might have some comments from those Chad Kelly truthers out there who disagree strongly. They think Chad Kelly is the future, but let's be real. It's not going to happen folks. Yeah. But all joking aside, Derek, you know, a guy like Chad Kelly, he did have a pretty nice, you know, preseason last year. I thought he showed some things, but like you said, it's against, backup guys most of which are not going to make the final 53 man roster it's not like he's playing against you know live bullets first string type of guys um so you know for me it's a guy who you know at the end he maybe he's more of a camp body maybe he's the guy that you know plays in some preseason games but really you know overall you know doesn't make the final 53 man roster i'm not sure if they can even like put him on the practice squad but maybe if they can he's a guy they sneak onto the practice squad um, but, you know, overall, I don't see him making the final 53-man roster. I see a guy like Jacob Beeson, a guy that, you know, was a lot more investment from the Colts side, a lot more tap making the final 53-man roster over him. Um, did you have any thoughts here, Derek, on a guy like Chad Kelly? Uh, no, I, I think you hit it pretty well. Um, there's not a whole lot for me to really say when it comes to Chad Kelly, you know, I mean, it's unfortunate for Chad Kelly, but I mean, he's limited. So that's pretty much all I got for Chad Kelly in that regard. Cool. Yeah, that sounds good. Uh, Yeah, that wraps up our kind of first look here in the start of this series, looking at all the different position groups for the Colts. I looked at the quarterback group. Uh, I would love to hear your guys' thoughts on all these guys, all four guys we looked at. Kind of your thoughts on, you know, all the way from Phillip Rivers to Chad Kelly. Um, There may be some people in the comments, like I said earlier, who defend Chad Kelly and think he actually has a shot at this roster. But I'd love to hear your guys' thoughts. And we would we would both love to just debate you guys in the comments because we love that kind of stuff. Um, But, you know, we'll be back soon. We'll probably be looking at the skill positions next. That's probably the next thing on our agenda. But for Derek and myself, thank you guys for listening. And as always, go Colts.